11 minutes before the hour, you're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Thursday, July 30th, 2020. I'm Aaron Fulton with Raven News. Another Sitkin has tested positive for the coronavirus. The Sitka Unified Command announced Wednesday that a male resident in his 50s received a positive COVID-19 test result on Tuesday after taking a test last weekend. He had no symptoms at the time of testing and is currently isolating, according to a city press release. This brings Sitka's cumulative case count up to 35, 23 resident cases and 12 non-resident cases. The city is reporting 28 recovered cases and one cumulative hospitalization. Alaska's coronavirus case count continues to climb daily. At last count, the state of Alaska reported 2,797 cumulative resident cases and 645 non-resident cases. Just two weeks after a resolution ordering mask wearing in public failed at the assembly table, a resolution with more lenient language passed. Sitka's local government now highly encourages, but still does not require, mask wearing in public. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports. When the assembly met earlier in July, it narrowly voted down a resolution ordering people to wear masks in public spaces where social distancing isn't possible. The order was proposed as a measure to reduce the spread of the coronavirus. But even though it was called an order, there were a lot of exceptions to the rule. And language within it clearly stated that it was not, quote, legally enforceable and there would be no punitive action taken if people chose not to wear masks. Even so, it was met with resistance from the public and it failed on a split vote. Sponsors Tor Christensen and Kevin Knox went back to the drawing board and changed the language. At Tuesday night's meeting, they brought forward a new resolution that, quote, highly encourages mask wearing in public instead of ordering it. Like the first resolution, there are no fines for not wearing a mask. People still have a choice. But member Christensen said it was important for the assembly to get the message out that mask use in public needs to happen to protect our neighbors, even if the city can't require it. If we want to keep businesses open, If we want to try and continue to open and continue to let charter people in here to and and all that is to try and and reduce the spread. And right now, the only tool in our box that we have is masks. It's not that hard to wear. I wear mine. It's just not that bad. Not everyone was convinced. During public comment, a small handful of Sitkins spoke out against the resolution, including David Lamb, who is a medical physician. While it is better than the last version, which you turned down two weeks ago, it is still a very bad idea. The assembly is not a medical body, and with the exception of Dr. Ween, you have no medical expertise on which to base this resolution. I strongly recommend that you let people make up their own minds about this issue based on their own knowledge and on discussions with their own health care providers, and quit trying to scare or force people into actions which you may like. The Centers for Disease Control currently recommends cloth face masks to prevent the spread of COVID-19. The CDC calls masks the most effective in protecting a community when they're widely used by people in public settings. No one spoke in favor of the new mask resolution, but Christensen said that, quote, 20 to 1, the emails he'd received were in favor of passing it. He said the reason those folks weren't at the meeting? They didn't want to be around people who weren't wearing masks. Member Valerie Nelson said she wouldn't support the resolution and was unhappy that other assembly members were considering it so soon after they'd voted down the mask order. In my opinion, this is a waste of paper that it's written on, and I am not voting in favor of it. I'm not rolling over. I'm not running for re-election, so I don't have the posture. But it really makes me angry to think that we have two assembly members that can bully, bully, bully until they get their way, uh, or three or four or whatever, and I'm very disenfranchised to see that now you're rolling over. And member Kevin Mosier said that the new resolution would only serve to create more divisiveness in Sitka. 
that people who are not going to wear them are still not going to wear them with this resolution. And although it does say in there that you're not basically to antagonize people, you know, I've learned from talking to people, they don't really read these things. They listen to how whatever the media reports, and the media is probably going to report something to the effect of that they're required now when it's just a suggestion. And so all this is going to do the same thing as last week, when, or last time when I spoke was, this is just going to create more division. But Mayor Paxton and Assemblymember Richard Wien, who voted against the mask order, were swayed by the easing of language in the new resolution. But Wien said it still wasn't a solution, and really preventing the spread would take a lot more than wearing masks in public. The vast majority of people will cheat with their masks for comfort reasons. And that is something that is just a fact. And so for community spread, it is very difficult uh, to prevent that. But I am certainly happy to vote yes on this because it is... um, a suggestion, and I don't mind uh, suggestions. Ultimately, the resolution that highly encourages mask wearing passed at the assembly table on a 5-2 to two vote with members Valerie Nelson and Kevin Mosher opposed. It is in effect through mid-September. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. The city now also requires that all visitors, contractors, and employees in city buildings wear masks when keeping six feet of distance is not possible. The 2020 Alaska Day Festival in Sitka has been canceled. Although the October holiday is more than two months away, festival organizers are discouraged by the steady increase in coronavirus infections in the state and decided it was best to stand down for the year. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. Alaska Day is just a day off in many parts of the state, but in Sitka, it's like Bastille Day and the 4th of July had a baby, and that baby grew up to play bagpipes. This has been happening in Sitka since 1949, 71 years. Military bands, formal balls, a parade, political candidates, flyovers, the works. And Elaine Strelo has been there much of that time. I happened to go back to 1966 with a few years leave in in between, off and on. Like many other communities, Sitka scaled down its July 4th celebration this year to a few widely spaced food booths behind the Elks Club and an 11.30 p.m. fireworks show. But with fishing season in full swing and many people out earning a living on the water, July 4th has always felt like a dress rehearsal for Alaska Day. At 4th of July time, I was much more hopeful that the pandemic would have been more controlled than it has been to date and that we wouldn't be reverting in many cases. It did not take long for Strelo's optimism to turn to frustration, however. Alaska's low infection rate last spring was a model for other states. Now that's flipped, and some models show us with among the highest per capita transmission of the COVID-19 virus. Strelo and her fellow organizers are unhappy about this fact, but they feel they are acting in the best interest of everyone to cancel the festival this year. Oh, you can only begin to imagine how sad I have been <laughs> about that. Uh, if you've got to keep six feet apart and all the, you know, uh, wear masks and so forth, <laughs> we just couldn't see how we could make it happen. The year off may have one upside. It could give some breathing room for renewed conversation about the Alaska Day Festival and what it represents. 
An active dialogue about decolonization has emerged around the holiday, along with a concurrent mourning ceremony to acknowledge the suffering and loss of indigenous people at the hands of colonizing powers. Strelo herself is trying to find a balance that reflects the community, but recognizes how the historic events of Alaska Day reshaped modern world empires. We may have various differences in the community, uh, different perspectives, and I, I think most of us on Alaska Day organization have tried to be respectful of other perspectives and tried to provide opportunities for people to express those that we might better understand. Stralo and the other festival organizers are confident that the event will be back in October 2021. In the meantime, we'll just have to suffer an entire year without bagpipes. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Wolfe. Alaska State Troopers said Wednesday that an investigation into the fatal car wreck on Mitkoff Island is continuing. The crash, believed to have occurred late Monday or early Tuesday, was about 27 miles south of Petersburg. Petersburg Fire Department's Dave Berg described the scene on Tuesday. Uh, when we got there, we were able to access uh, the car by climbing down the bank, and uh, we found four occupants of the car that perished at the time of the crash. Authorities identified the deceased as 21-year-old Sigurd Decker and his 19-year-old sister, Helen Decker, both of Wrangell. Ian Martin, a 29-year-old from Petersburg, and 37-year-old Dennis Lord of Elmira Heights, New York, were also killed. The four were crew members from two fishing vessels, the Magnus Martins and Vigilant, that had headed to Blind Slough on Mitkoff Island and were reported overdue on Tuesday. Bob Thorstenson Jr. manages the two fishing vessels that the crew had been working on. He says the Decker siblings were close family friends that had just wrapped up purse staining on Sunday in some of the roughest weather he'd ever seen. I've never seen a brother and sister team ever in the world of fisheries. They were like the Michael Jordan with Vanessa Williams together. That's how rock stars they were. The vehicle apparently missed a left-hand curve and plunged some 200 feet off a steep embankment and rolled before crashing through some trees. Thorstenson said it was only by chance that the crew were in Petersburg. They had come into port for repairs. The four were taken to the morgue at Petersburg Medical Center. Troopers say they were all wearing seatbelts and airbags went off. They also say alcohol appears to be involved and they're still investigating at the crash scene on Wednesday. The Decker siblings were from a prominent fishing family in Wrangell. United Fishermen of Alaska has set up an online fundraiser. As of midday Wednesday, more than 500 donors contributed around $70,000 for the Decker family. I'm Erin Fulton and this has been Raven News. 